What is up? I am Skyler. I'm Megan. And this is What the French Toast. Welcome back. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to What the French Toast, the most random podcast on the internet. Megan, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's only the 27,000th time we've tried to record this. 39th, actually, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Guys, guys, it's so good for you to hear our voices again. It's been a whole week. Literally. We got a... It's so good for for me to hear my voice again. Megan, I, thanks to you, I listened to And That's Why We Drink the other day for the first time in my life, and I got to tell you, that has become, ever since I listened to it, it's become an entire morning routine now. I get up, I do the morning routine that I already have scheduled, and then on my way to work, guess what I listen to? And That's Why We Drink. No, Joe Rogan, but That's Why We Drink is almost there. No, I'm kidding. Definitely, and That's Why We Drink. (laughs) Yeah, it's my favorite podcast. They're so great. Em and Christine, like, I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but if you do... You're my favorite podcast mm. on the entire planet. And I only hope that one day we get to work with you. Oh, dude, that'd be so sick. Like, I don't know what, it, like, that would be my, like, if I was a child who could make a wish, that would be my make a wish, is to, to make a podcast episode with dude. Em and Christine. That'd be fire. I'd love that. Like, I don't have enough money to, like, pay them to be on our podcast. Yet. We got ad revenue, though. Not a lot, but we can but keep saving it. <laughs> one day. One day, Hopefully. Everybody listen so that we can podcast with them. Let's go. It's literally my favorite thing in the entire world. I've listened to them every single day for like the last six months. I And longer than that, but for sure every single day for the last six months. I would love to do a podcast with them under one condition. We've got to all meet up in one place that's not Kentucky or film from our homes like they do because I'm not going to Kentucky again, dude. I was there one time for two weeks and I almost died four separate occasions. Yeah, but I think Christine's house is haunted. God, so we're going to Kentucky tomorrow. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Dude, I oh if we ever do video, one of our podcast episodes just has to be us exploring an abandoned haunted place. Okay. Well, rephrasing that, one of our episodes has to be me exploring an abandoned haunted me place. Me narrating, going, oh my god. You being like, ew, oh my god, ew, ew, ew. Yeah. That was real. Yeah. That was a real fear in your that eyes. You ima- fear. I saw you imagine it and you <laughs> <laughs> Like, I would love to do that in theory, but not in practice. Not in practice. That's fair. Guys, this is a continuation of last week's episode, part two of the Yuba County Five. Megan, would yeah, you like so to give us a brief rundown? This week, Skylar's going to be covering some of the theories behind the Yuba County Five and the potentials of what could have happened based off of like research people have done, the evidence, what ifs, those types of things. And so if you haven't already listened to last week's episode, you should, but yeah, if go you're listen to that right lazy now. and don't want to listen to it, I can give you a very quick rundown, which is that in the 1970s, five men who were experiencing potential developmental disabilities and psychological things going on, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's how we worded yeah. it. They all had disabilities or psychological orders of some kind, yeah. Of some kind, yeah. Um, randomly went missing with no explanation. Only four of their bodies were ever found, and the fifth guy has never been found. Mm. Well, don't say the name. Don't say his name. Okay. I will say his name. And that's it. That's the rundown, That's, that's my really friends. it. They have no explanation of what happened. And um, I guess to go into it, at least one of them had access to warmth, food, clothing, 
that would have actually kept all five of them alive and, for like a whole year. Right. And just didn't use it. And they just didn't use it. And what's even more strange about that is what, like three of the bodies were found in that spot? One of the bodies was found in the trailer, which is what held all of the, um, the trailer was like monitored or like man- managed by the park service. And so it had like gear and equipment and rations and all that stuff. And one of the, the boys was found in the trailer that had passed away from starvation and hypothermia. And then three other bodies were found somewhere around the trailer within a vicinity. If you want the exact distances, you had to go to last week's episode because I don't remember them off the top of my head. And with that being said, just go to last week's episode from here on out. Yeah, really, truly. For this to make sense to you, you need to go to last week's you episode. you got to go to last week's episode. Because you're going to want to be like, whoa, wait. What the fuck? What? Or the what the French, French toast? toast? <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Um, so, yeah. But that's basically it. We don't know what happened. The case is still considered unsolved. And it's still a mystery. But Skylar and I's mission today is to solve it. We, oh, we got to solve it. Cause, oh. uh, I'm not making any promises. Oh. Because I'm not sure how me and you... Two people who like can barely function. Hold on. <laughs> Don't be telling them shit about my life, dog. I'm doing great out here. I'm doing great out here. All right now. Uh are you ready, guys? Are you ready, Megan? I guess so. Let's get into these <laughs> theories, dude. Alright now. So these are the theories of what potentially happened to the Yuba County Five. So, one more time, starting this off, the missing boys became known collectively as the Yuba County Five, and their disappearances fueled theories for ranging from a carjacking to imprisonment by local hippies. I don't know. That sounds weird. I mean, it sounds valid, like a good theory, but I'm not sure. I'm obviously an investigator. I'm not sure where that would come from but sure it's 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 weird it's strange okay are you ready for theory number one yeah let's go theory number one i'm starting off with just the most boring theory because get the worst out of the way is that the boys they just got lost megan which i think is a theory that most people seem to be following because they had you know um disabilities and things going on with them that sounds so like ableist to say i don't mean it that way i just mean i think because of some of the boys um disabilities they do i think that seems the most like logical for most people right no fair and but we'll find out if if, okay well from your recanting of the story from last week there's a lot of details in this that just doesn't make sense if they simply just went missing Mm -hmm. and then from some of these theories we're gonna get into yeah see it gets pretty shady but well yeah because i mean they simply just got lost i mean there was another car right by them if they were lost even though that guy was like suffering from a heart attack why Mm -hmm. didn't they ask him for help why didn't they acknowledge him when he was asking them for help you know what i'm saying like if that was simply the case and they just got lost they had a resource right there that could have said oh well actually i am familiar with the area right and i know your car is stuck and i'm having a heart attack so if you just walk down the road like eight miles that way right there's a lodge right like because that's exactly what heart attack guy did absolutely so after the game the group headed up to the mountains or in that general direction and then simply just got lost 
only two of the five men actually even had a license. So if they were lost and only two of them actually even drove, it's not like much help would have been offered to get back to civilization. Yeah, but also reports said that um, it was Jack Madruga that owned the car like that was his car. Right. His family said he would have never let someone else drive his car ever. I'm, I'm getting to that. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, and again, they, yeah, so that's a good point. Cause that was my next point. They're driving Jack's vehicle and Jack was super particular about his vehicle and yeah, would not let anybody else drive it. And going to games were something that they did quite often and something that they deeply enjoyed. So when they would do this, go to the games as a group of friends, it was a rule that only Jack Madruga would drive his car. And it was a rule as per their parents and it would always be part of the plan that they would come straight home after the games with the exception of, hey, get some snacks on the way back, fill up with gas, whatever yeah. you need to do, and then you come straight back. Um, and another interesting thing is as per another man in the group who was not named, but it was one of the friends, uh, it deeply bothered him when plans got disrupted. And especially if that plan was, hey... Let's completely just sidetrack everything and go up into the mountains mm -hmm. in the middle of a snowstorm and figure out what the fuck we're going to do from there. Yeah. Well, and also, um, was it Ted, I think, the one that was found in the trailer that that struggled with his kind of what his family described as struggling with the common sense and having yeah. like these strict rules. I mean, he wouldn't even get out of his bed when his fucking roof was on fire. Right. Why would he be willing to derail his plans to go on a freaking magical road trip into the mountains during a snowstorm? During a snowstorm. When and they weren't prepared for it. They did not have, like, it'd be different if they even had equipment for it, but they didn't. They, they didn't have any of that nothing. stuff. So that doesn't seem logical that it was either an accident that they got lost or that they chose to, like, go out of their way. Does right. that make sense? Well, and especially, like, when it was, yo, like, nobody wanted to call or tell their parents anything like i guess it was 1970s but they, that's fair but the stores would have had a phone yeah fair and there Every was pay phones i mean there's a report stations. of them being seen two days after the car was found or missing or whatever two days after that they well, were seen in that store going to a phone booth and they would have stopped at a gas station too well they definitely did stop at a gas station to right get snacks before, yeah. on the way to the mountains so with literally that being right said, after they left the game they right. stopped so yeah, why would these kids, these guys, these men, sorry, why would these men, knowing, hey, Jack's super particular about who drives his vehicle, but even if something happened to Jack, there was only one other man that even was licensed to drive. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, another man in the group was super particular about sticking to the plan. And the plan was, is after the game, go straight home. And that's how it was. Now, why would you, again, go to the mountains as part of a last-minute decision, and then when you stopped by a place, and apparently you did have money because you it's not like everybody was rocking with debit cards in the 1970s, right? Mm -hmm. So you definitely had money. So with that being said, you had the ability, you would have had the chance to call your parents and say, hey, change of plans, we're doing this, but nobody would have done that. Nobody did that, and that doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, I don't think that any of them would have just not called if they had the opportunity to do so. Like... That's why whenever there's the, the account of them going to that gas station like a few days after they went missing, who did they call? Because they went to a phone booth. Remember, they reported that two of them went to a phone booth. One of them was the one of the guys who didn't like talking on the phone. Right. Which m would make sense why a second person accompanied him. Sure. His family accounted for that. That would make sense. Um, who did they call then? 
if they went to a phone booth. Right. Like, I mean, back in the 70s, I doubt that it was easy for them to track phone records and especially on pay phones. But like, wh- who did they call? <laughs> right. Well, and, and, and so this brings me to another theory. Um, if you're five men and you, so one of the theories is, is despite everything I just said, perhaps it is simply just a story of they took a wrong turn and they didn't know how to get back to civilization. And therefore that was it. And that was all she wrote. And like only one of them or, well, I guess we know two of them minimum had been in the trailer. Right. Only two of them made it to the trailer. The others, maybe they stayed in the car overnight or something and froze or didn't make it to the trailer and then they couldn't find them because of the snowstorm. So they couldn't go back and get them. Right. Because they they weren't all next to each other, all three of the other guys that were found. They were kind of scattered around, not too, too far from each other. But these are men that were not prepared to be, you know, scouting in the snow. Right. And... On either side, as far as, like, friends going back to find them or finding their way to a certain place. And none of them had ever actually really done any form of camping at all either. Right. Like, they didn't... None of them liked the wilderness. Like, even one of the boys... One of the guys, I'm sorry, went to, like, camping trips with his family and hated it. Like, Mm -hmm. never wanted to go back. Yeah, so then, yeah. Why would you... It doesn't make sense that they went to the mountains. So, of course, yeah, hey, maybe we took a wrong turn. But if you took a wrong turn, in this particular theory, the theory is you take a wrong turn. Somehow, the five boys... Sorry, I keep saying that. The five men got split up somehow. And when they got split up, one of them, yeah, they were found in the ranger station. I guess this is my question. If you were found in the ranger station, and you're telling me that the ranger station had enough food and stuff and clothes and warmth and and Mm -hmm. butane and like all these different things to start a fire keep a fire going feed you for a year why would you not you you're telling me that it has all these things and it doesn't have a radio or a payphone to call for help in some way i doubt it i i don't think that a payphone would work in the middle of like a national forest because that's where they are they're like in the middle of a forest somewhere right as far as radios go, I'm not really sure exactly how far a radio would have been capable of relaying information. And as far as what I could find, there was no reports of there being a radio in the trailer. Granted, as we know, one of the guys has never been found. Mm-hmm. So it's also possible he took that radio if there was one sure. with him. Sure. Well, but sure. But still, I mean, you're right. Like two of the men had military training. You would have known how to survive. They would have known how to and, survive. And especially if there's a building now that contains... It makes your survival a cheat code. You know how to survive because it gives you everything you need to survive. Exactly. There's no reason that it wouldn't... like. Right. We know that one of the men that had military training made it to the trailer. We know that. Mm-hmm. Which And uh, from that moment, it doesn't make sense. But from another moment, again... For those of you that didn't listen last week, the men were, at least four of the men were found in town two days after they were reported missing. Or seen in town. Seen in town. Mm -hmm. 
two days after they were reported missing. And this was a claim by an individual the police found is, quote, a credible witness. Yeah. So that would disprove this entire theory altogether. There's actually two witnesses. It was a store owner, like a convenience store owner and one of the workers at the store. So that would then just that would disprove this entire theory altogether, because if the theory is, hey, they just took a wrong turn and got lost. False. Bullshit. Why is it false? Because they were in town in civilization two days after. After they were reported missing. Not only that, two days after they were reported missing in a different vehicle. Facts. In a truck, might I add. In a red pickup truck. And only four of them were were reported to have been seen. Right. On top of that, the store that they were reported to have been seen in was 30 miles away from where they were all, all their bodies were found. Right. Which they would have gotten to had they continued down the road that the car was found on. Mm-hmm. But that's 30 miles. They borrowed someone's truck for 30 miles and then brought it back so that they could then die. Facts. If you were if you were out in the out and about, right, you got lost. Maybe they hadn't found the trailer yet at that point. Someone did say, you know what? Yes. Go to the store. Find a phone. Call your family, mm-hmm. take my truck and come back. I'll stay here with one of your friends because my truck only fits four people or something like that. Or as collateral so that I know you're going to come back with my truck. Right? Sure. But it was only... You... F- Go ahead. Did it... I mean, they just bought junk food. Right. Remember? At the at the store when they, were, when they were spotted two days after they were missing. And again, why would you leave your friend with a stranger to go borrow their truck... To go 30 plus miles down the road, 30 miles back versus, hey, can you go in your truck and go tell somebody that we are here? Sure. And we will all wait here so that we're all together. Together. Because that's my thing that doesn't make sense is if it's like, okay, sure, a stranger for some reason is letting four men that they have never seen in their life at this point, right? It would be a stranger. Hey, you, four men that I've never seen, never spoken to. Granted, it's 1978, so sure. So times were different. Times were different. But I would still not let, right? Maybe, okay, maybe maybe Jack Madruger was the one that didn't go because he was particular about his car and was like, well, if I wouldn't let somebody... I don't know. That's beside the point. But... Well, the only two that were reported to, like... Of the four... They saw four men... But they only identified three of them. Right. Jack, okay. Jack Madruga and oh. Gary Matthias were not identified by these witnesses. So maybe it was a stranger that went with them. Or it was one of the guys and the other one of the guys stayed back. Because I was about to say, if it was four men that were all like the boy, the men that went missing, they they went to civilization from the mountains and then went back to the mountains. Like they knew where the fuck they were going if that's the case. That's what I'm saying is they they left and then what turned right back around and, and drove 30 miles up the same road. Back. Because if that by that logic, if you knew your car was roughly like you took this road straight down and then you found the store, why even go back? No, like I mean, I know your friend is back there, sure. but why not when you get to this place? Which it's undetermined, at least by my research, if this if there was any civilization in between where the car was found 
and where they were spotted in this town at this convenience store. Sure. It's undetermined about that. But either way, why would you leave, like leave, leave whoever was staying there, whether it was the person who owned the truck, whether it was one of your friends, whoever it was, buy snacks, go to a phone booth and then go and then go back. But obviously no one used the phone booth to alert anyone like our car yeah, is so stuck exactly in your this point spot. earlier who'd they call then who did they call well and and so another point to this which i, th- I think is probably significant is it was 1978 so back then if you're going to drive and you you didn't know where to go you were trained to look at the road signs you were trained to look at a map there were five men grown-ass men in this car mm-hmm. mental disabilities or not these are grown-ass men they were obviously trusted enough Exactly. To drive because they were going to Chico, California from Marysville, California, which is 40 miles away. Right. They were trusted enough, whether they'd made that drive a million times or not, they were trusted enough to let like by their families to let them drive 40 miles away from home. Right. 40 miles away from home. So how did they take and, a wrong and turn? they had maps yeah. in their car when the car was found there was multiple maps not only of like their area in marysville but also of california as a whole and yeah sure you know maybe mac jack what the fuck maybe jack madruga maybe he turned left instead of right right it was dark it was late whenever sure. they last were, they were last seen at like 10 p.m but again you're trained to look at road signs Mm -hmm. you're telling me four other grown-ass men in this car did not notice for however long it took them to get up a mountain well i believe if i remember correctly they were 50 miles in the wrong direction i think is 50 i think that's what it was miles that is 10 more miles than it took you to get there and you're telling me for 50 miles nobody four other grown-ass men in the car nobody notice that they were going in the wrong direction something doesn't make sense like nobody said hey man wait wh- where's the ihop you know what i'm saying like nobody said that like there's gonna right. be landmarks that they're gonna recognize like hey yo jack where uh the heck are we at dude and after all of that as if all of that wasn't enough mind you these men loved lived eat and breathed basketball that was their entire life. They loved basketball, had a passion for it. They would have it. made an effort to get home because they would have missed their tournament the next day. Exactly. They had a special Olympics basketball game early the next morning, by the way. Yes. So if these boys loved basketball that much, they all left to go to a basketball game together and say, hey, we got to get back because we all have a team. We, we got to perform tomorrow, mm-hmm. including the newest member of the team who was also on the basketball team. Uh, I forgot Gary, his name. Gary. Gary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Gary was the newest friend, but even he loved basketball to an extent, right? They all did. That was their exactly. thing. That's what they did in their spare time. Exactly. They played at their local rec centers and stuff. Like they wouldn't have, from the reports of their families and their loved ones, they wouldn't have, you know, purposefully missed, missed the game. Missed the game. It was important to them. And on top of all of that, their car wasn't stuck stuck right i mean police believe that if they had all tried to work together to push the car out of the the snow they would have been able to easily get it 
And so then let's say they, they did try to do that, got it on the road, still weren't sure which direction to go. Had they continued down the road in their car, they would have eventually hit this same convenience store right. that they ended up at two days after their car was found. Absolutely. So a lot of stuff doesn't add up. Theory number one doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But moving into theory number two, theory number two is the foul play theory. So let's just say for two seconds, maybe they did take a wrong turn. Maybe while they were looking for a way back, they ran into somebody, somebody with bad intentions. Okay. In fact, a witness stated that he saw a woman with a baby uh-huh. up in the mountains. Yep. In this same, what's that? Heart attack guy. Heart attack guy. And that was my next point because a lot of these, a lot of people that hear this man's story, uh, hear this man's, um, I'm not going to say allegations, but the, this man was used as a witness. A lot of people, they're not, uh, they're not so quick to take this man at his word. And the reason why is because this man, as he was up there and he was driving him around the mountain, he got his car stuck. And after getting his car stuck, he got out of his car and was trying to get his car unstuck. Now, this man actually had a reason to be up there because he was going to, was it his family's cabin? Yeah, he was preparing for a trip, like an upcoming family trip that they were making. So he was going out to his cabin to like get it ready to make Fair. sure that it was ready. So he, he, was, he actually had a reason reason to be up on the mountain which is going to come into play here in just a second but he got his car stuck he gets out of his car to get his car unstuck and he was unsuccessful because as he went back in his car he realized my man was having a heart attack well i wonder if at the time he did realize that that's what it was or if he just thought something was seriously wrong does that make sense like because he we found out or it was confirmed by doctors after the fact that he had suffered a heart attack but I mean, men nowadays barely know when they're experiencing a heart attack and our medical advancements mm. have been so much since then. True. I wonder if it was just, True. wow, I'm being, I've been, I've exerted myself so much. And I'm in terrible, terrible pain. I'm not sure what's going on. Or if it's like, yep, I'm having a heart attack. Right. I mean, either way, the heart attack, whether he knew what it was or not, the point here is heart attacks have a very 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 serious effect on what your body can and cannot do while you're having a heart attack and even after you have a heart attack right even if it's just a mild one mm-hmm. one of the symptoms of a heart attack is seeing things that are not really there so that's kind of a little snag in the story did this man actually even see a woman with a baby um but the man's story didn't in there because the witness stated that he saw a woman with a baby but it was silhouetted in his headlights. So he started screaming. Um, he started screaming at the lady for help. And he said it looked like she had a flashlight. So she turned when he started screaming for help, he, it's, it, he said that she turned off her flashlight and that was it. Um, yeah, because his, his account was that essentially he's suffering from this heart attack because you know, whatever, or suffering from whatever he's suffering from. He hears a car, he looks up, there's headlights and a people and mm-hmm. what he imagines is a woman with a baby. And then he calls out to them, they ignore him and turn off the headlights. Right. And then some undetermined amount of time goes by and he hears people again. He sees what he believes to be flashlights. He calls out again and they again ignore him and turn off their flashlights. Right. And he never did, by the way, confirm that this was a baby. He just assumed that From it was a woman. What holding you can a baby. imagine is a silhouette. Right. Of, I mean, because I'm imagining a stereotypical, like, darkly lit, dark road, yeah. looking at the headlights of a car, 
people standing in front of it. I mean, you've seen it in movies and stuff all the time. You can't really determine much but a silhouette of someone, which if you're not familiar with the person, you're not going to be able to identify the person based off of that silhouette. Right. So. But could it be, one of the theories is, could it be that this was some kind of meetup for something? And the group of five men, very much like this man that had a heart attack, stumbled upon this, quote, lady with her baby. What if it wasn't a lady? And what if it wasn't a baby? That's fair. Could it be that these men stumbled upon something much like the old man that they were not supposed to stumble across, perhaps like a meetup? It was a mountain. It is California, and it is late at night. Mm-hmm. All things that mix for not a great ending sometimes, right? Yeah. Ted Bundy would take his victims on mountains and kill them in California. So I don't know enough about Ted Bundy to be able to fact check you, but I believe you. I, I think it was in California, but either way, um, yeah, like, could it be? The, the person or however many other people were there to turn their headlights off and they're like, hey, could it have been the red truck? And instead of saying, hey, let's go after that old man because he's powerless, there are five other big witnesses right there. We got to take care of them first. Sure. Um, Another little thing worth mentioning is the little friend, our little friend with the heart attack. That doesn't make sense to me. And here's why that doesn't make sense to me. Because after our friend had the heart attack, and after he'd called for help by the, quote, woman with the baby and the five men that he said he saw on top of the mountain with the flashlights, he sat there for a little while to wait, kind of see if the pain of, of his heart attack would subside. And then eventually, when it subsided slightly, because he did say that it never went away completely, he got out of his car. Mm-hmm. And he went on a te- he went on an eight-mile brisk little walk through the mountain. Well, I know that you had asked me to ask firefighter boyfriend because he's also a medic if it was possible. Because I also have a friend that's an EMT and I asked them too. If it was possible for someone to walk eight miles in the snow after suffering from a heart attack, he asked me to clarify if it was cardiac arrest or a heart attack. And from all the reports that I saw, it was declared as a mild heart attack. Mm -hmm. Um and he says a heart attack, sure, it's a clot. And depending on where the clot is, it may or may not impact your physical ability to, to do things. Like it would be painful. Interesting. Um, you know, and then he talked about, he brought in David Goggins, which is like a bodybuilder exercise dude. And how he did three hell weeks with broken ankles. And also like the 130 hours guy who like cut off his arm and stuff. Like yeah. with adrenaline and, and all of that, I guess it's technically possible. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I like firefighter guy, so I'm going to take his word for it. Um, I mean, he has a medic too. So yeah, absolutely. Cause the person that I asked who's an EMT in Colorado, they did not say that. She said that it was, it is impossible regardless of how serious the heart attack is to be able to walk up a mountain eight miles. Well, I'm not sure if it was up or down or or whatever. whatever. Like I'm not sure the direction that it was, but sure. She said that if you've had a heart attack, it'd be impossible to walk unless you were just like boosted up on like pain meds or something like that. But even then it would make the conditions worse. And she's not a hundred percent sure you'd even survive at that point. I wonder if, I mean, it doctors confirmed that it was a heart attack, but I wonder if it was just so mild that, for someone, obviously, it wouldn't be comfortable, right? Because your heart is literally struggling to, like, not kill itself, right? Right. But I, I wonder if maybe also she can just assume cardiac arrest versus 
heart attack. Does that make mm, sense? There. Okay. That's well. I, I did tell her it was like a mild heart attack, but either way. Or or I mean, people do crazy things, like lift cars and shit in stressful situations. This and, is true. Adrenaline's I mean, a real thing. His car ran out of gas, and he would have known that yeah. if he stayed there, he didn't have any food or water or anything like that. Should also he, be had stayed there because his family knew he was going up for the weekend to check on his cabin so no one's going to come looking for him for a few more days if he had stayed there he would have died versus all right suck it up and make it as far as you can which could have taken him i mean didn't specify how long exactly it took him but it could have taken him it would have taken him hours anyways as a normal bodied person to walk eight miles in the snow but like it could have taken him the rest of the day fair fair uh some people say that this man was up to something some people say that, that this well. man planned something, and I don't know. That's crazy. Foul play. But there is another theory to the foul play type of situation, and it brings me into number three. Is a Yuba County local was responsible, or they were being chased. And after interviewing locals of the city in Chico, it was confirmed that an altercation had broken out the same night that the men disappeared and this altercation was nicknamed the bear market brawl bear b-e-h-r of course being named because that it happened was at the gas station the market that the men had stopped at to grab some drinks and snacks right after the game and the cashier of the gas station would say identify one of the men as being involved in the brawl interesting i did not know that so they stopped after the game at this bear market which is a gas station Mm -hmm. got some snacks got in a little fight and then they got in their car and drove away could it be possible that one of the one of the theories is is that one of the men were involved in this scuffle which we know is somewhat of a fact uh and then maybe the scuffle was there was a man from the opposing team that they were about to play Mm -hmm. in the basketball game that they had the next morning and they were talking some shit to each other like grown men tend to do. I like the Chiefs a lot, so I like to talk shit about, you know, the yeah, teams like against my team. Yeah, like my team one division. versus yeah. your team. Yeah. Um, and so is it possible that they got in a little fight and... I mean, is it possible that a group of young men in their 20s, early 30s, didn't just bump into someone who also was a young man in their 20s, early 30s? And True. I mean, they're men. You're young-ish, True. you know, like testosterone's flying because you just went out went to this game you had a good time like, you're you're with your boys you gotta you gotta have your boys back no matter yeah. what and especially i mean not to say that this is okay but like it's possible that maybe one of them was like maybe someone made a comment to them about maybe one of their disabilities or something like you know what i'm saying like it could i'm not saying that that should be acceptable and i hate to jump to that conclusion but like it is possible that maybe someone who was also at the store heard them say something or knew of them or saw them do something or sure. I mean because I don't know the extent of all of their uh, you know conditions but potentially maybe that's what started it right like you can't talk shit about my boy because you know does that make sense sure like some Absolutely. rando was like wow you're blah 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 blah, and their friends were like hey wait actually that's rude you know right right well uh yeah interesting stuff because yeah, that was one of the things is whoever they got in an altercation with at the market followed them up to the mountains. And the boys, the That's men... That's fucking dedication, bro. They would have drove away from the market. I guess if you're being chased, not caring what direction you head in, because at that point, the general goal is we got to get lose away these from guys. The, yeah. So they drive in the wrong direction just trying to get away from these other guys that they were trying to fight with. What if 
one of those guys was the woman with the baby? What if it was not a woman with a baby? What if it was, again, a guy with a weapon? And he saw another man, got out, and asked. Something you would do is if you had a weapon in your hand or something of some sort, you'd cover that shit up. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there's another person there. Yeah, I mean, or using it as a, a maneuver to make them stop. But it, but that would have meant that they would have, like, they didn't have cell phones. So it's not like they True. could have been in the car calling their buddy and being like, oh my gosh, we're heading up this road. You know where that's at. Meet us there. Stop them. So they couldn't have, like, called ahead because it's 50 fucking miles. You know what I'm well, saying? So it's not like they stopped at the payphone outside the gas station and was like, oh my gosh, we're following these people. We don't know which direction they're going to go. Well, and we assumed that it was like the men got out of their car because they got it stuck. And then instead of trying to get it unstuck, they tried a little bit and then gave up. Yeah, they what just if, spun the tires. What if they got to a point were being chased and it got to a point where they were like, we got to get out and go. No time to get this car unstuck. Guy behind us, mm -hmm. people behind us, they're pissed. We got to get out and we got to run because this is life or death. Mm -hmm. That would make sense. Yeah, or... Someone waiting on the mountain for some unsuspecting person to come by. And that's why it might have looked like a woman with a baby. Because anyone who's driving down the road in the middle of a snowstorm at like the middle of the night would probably, especially in the 70s, would probably have stopped and been like, whoa, 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 whoa. Absolutely. What's going on here? What are you doing? And again, by the way, it should be mentioned, when this snowstorm was all said and done, it was like 10 inches of snow. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. When their car was their car was stuck in like ten inches of snow, which would mean heart attack guy had to walk eight miles through a mountain with mm -hmm. ten inches of snow, all while having a heart attack. Yeah. Some about that doesn't seem right to me, but I'm gonna leave that alone because that I don't have like a theory. All I can to that. explain is that it was just adrenaline pumping. Something. He's just trying to trying to get somewhere so he doesn't just die in the middle of the. My man had an emergency stack of aspirin in his car, and he said, "Nom nom nom nom." Apparently, I gotta go. I wonder if aspirin... I'm sure aspirin existed back then. Probably. Surely it did. But, Megan, buckle up. Because theory number four is the last theory. And it's the fucking craziest theory. I think I'm, I know where you're going to at least go with it or start with it. I want to... Yeah, you probably do. I mean, because it's exactly where I think everyone who's listened to the full cases brain would go. At least to start. I want to, uh, I guess, preface this by saying theory number four is I'm reading it as just a theory. It's alleged. It is alleged and it is just a theory based on the facts that we have. In no mm -hmm. way am I accusing this particular man of having anything to do with any of this. Same thing with heart attack guy. Absolutely. Same thing with the guys who got into a fight. Like This is all alleged. Obviously, the case has never been closed. And I would hope that... During the investigation, the police would have let would have fleshed out the leads of heart attack guy of a fight that happened in right. the area that the guys had been in. I would hope, you know, alleged. It's all alleged. Right. Absolutely. We should have said that at the beginning, but it's all alleged. This is all alleged um, guesses. But theory number four, Gary Mathis. Matthias. It is the theory that sorry, it is a theory that Gary Matthias was somehow responsible or played a part in it. Now. With that being said, for those of you that don't know who that is, Gary Matthias was the newest friend of the group. Mm -hmm. Why is this a theory? Well, for starters, Gary Matthias, Matthias, Matthias. I think I said it both ways last episode. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Gary Matthias was the only one of the five men without an intellectual disability. And 
he had a history of violence and he had a history of drug abuse. Mm-hmm. He was the newest friend of the group, and some say that Gary Matthias most likely stopped taking his meds and therefore experienced some form of psychosis that drew him to somehow convince his friends to go to a remote area in the mountains and that he killed them. This theory does not make sense to me. I mean, their autopsies didn't show... Exactly. Like, murder as the... Now, granted... The one guy that was found in the trailer, and if I'm getting the names wrong, please forgive me. I believe that it was Ted Wire that was found in the body or right. in the trailer. His body was at least preserved enough where they were able to do a full autopsy. Um, but the other boys, I think, were found that when they were found, the other guys, I'm sorry, I think it was just bones. Mm. So okay, I'm not so sure that, that they would have been able to do to a tell. full autopsy sure. without, unless it was a very obvious, you know, bullet hole in the sure. bones, blunt force trauma, broken bones, those types of things. So it's possible that while they did do an autopsy and did declare that their deaths were from, I believe all three of the other guys were from hypothermia and or starvation. If you don't have the whole body to mm-hmm. examine what can you really do you're just gonna assume yes they were found in a windbreaker suit in 20 plus inches of snow right or they spent x amount of time in 20 plus inches of snow right with no resources well yeah of course they, they fucking froze to death right. like obviously that's the most reasonable thing if they they weren't prepared for any of Absolutely. this you know um the theory doesn't make sense to me though because gary was actually in a recovery program and part of mm-hmm. that recovery program was that when he went to see his psychologist while he was there that is when he had to take his weekly meds uh his doctor would then confirm that he had been taking his meds regularly and without hesitation right up until the time of his disappearance so unfair that while yes gary did have a history of becoming violent while oh this this is a quote from his doctor Mm -hmm. this is a quote from gary matthias's doctor quote It's unfair that while, yes, Gary did have a history of becoming violent while off of his meds, it should be noted that this is only half true, as it was only when he was on drugs and off of his prescription meds. Mm -hmm. At this time, Gary had been cleaned from drugs and was regularly taking his meds and was showing such promise in recovery that his counselor recommended that he join the basketball team, which Mm -hmm. is how he got on the basketball team. So sudden psychosis was highly unlikely, end quote. In fact, some of the other victims' family did not believe that Gary was responsible either, and one of the men's mothers had made a statement. This is Mabel, Jack Madruga's mother, adamantly stated in, 19, in a 1978 interview that there was some force that made those men go up there, and they can't visualize someone getting the upper hand on those five men. Five men, including Gary Matthias, meaning he was not one of the men that was responsible for their disappearance. Instead, he was part of the team as well Well, sure and i mean for example like you said getting the upper hand on them two of them had military training exactly Other one of them that, was gary matthias yeah and gary had been in the military for like five years right in germany like not even like oh i was in basic for a few years got moved around the u.s never really saw active duty he had seen active duty right. so I don't know about the other guy that had been in the military, but regardless, they had both military experience, meaning they had both been through the minimum basic training, if not seeing active duty. On top of the fact that at the very minimum, 
all of these guys played sports. Right. Like, I'm not saying that they were, like, super fit and shape, strong people because you can play sports and not be, like, sure. top-notch athlete. But I'm sure. just saying that they, they weren't going to be slow. They weren't going to... You know what I'm saying? Like, because they weren't just two, like, a couple of people who played basketball on the local park's playground. They'd gotten chosen. Their team got chosen. Yeah. To play in a special, special Olympics, Olympics yeah. tournament game. Which is a big deal. Which is a huge deal. Because not everybody's just playing in Special Olympics. Yeah. I mean, I know that some people could argue that it's Special Olympics and the uh, like, the athletic skill needed is not the same as to play in the Olympics or to play in the NBA. Well, no, it's not. That's why it's separated from, you know, it's, a, it's an entirely different realm, but not because they're not capable of meeting those skills, right. but because they have their own needs that need to be met that they may not be able to meet if they were to go into the actual Olympics. Right. Like it's a separate thing and there's still skills that are needed regardless of what level those skills would be. So five people, two of them with military training somehow doesn't make sense. Got, like someone somehow got the upper hand on right. them. That it doesn't, doesn't make sense. Up. Even if, even if Gary was responsible, he still had to make it through four of them. Yeah. And what, I mean, we in, know for a fact that yeah. Ted was in the trailer with Gary. We know that. We know for a fact that Ted lived for 13 weeks or roughly around there after going missing. Sure. Based off of the evidence that they found with his beard and everything like that having so, grown up. So think about that. So if Gary was responsible, what, he killed three of their friends? And then kept one of them alive? And kept one of them alive. How would they have not known that this had happened? Exactly. And why would his friend have been okay with that and that's something okay let me finish this quote real quick um i'm gonna restart it so dragman drucker's mother adamantly said in a 1970 interview there was some force that made him go up quote there was some force that made them go up there we cannot visualize someone getting the upper hand on those five men but we know it must have been who forced these men in the wrong direction up an isolated dangerous mountainous road in the beginning of a massive snowstorm end quote um Give me a second, because I messed up my notes. Okay. All right. Um, that was the end of her quote. Yes. It also should it should be stated, yes. And two days later, the men were seen, some of the men mm -hmm. were seen at a gas station in a red truck. Jack Madruga, the car that they were in, was a car. Yeah, it was a Mercury Montego. It was a Mercury Montego. I'm not, not sure what color it was, car, but it was right. a sedan. It was a, right. a four-door sedan. Like not a great, not a great car for going up a mountain, and we'll get to that here in just a second. But another thing is, four months, right? Thirteen weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like three months. Three months, dude. One of the men was found three months later, and he was he had well, just passed away. The body was found. In June. Either way, dude was and surviving. And they went missing in February. So they suspect that, he, but based off of his beard, his beard growth, growth, he had lived for a roughly 13 weeks post the last time he had shaved. Fair. Which you can only assume just based off of, you know, them going to a game, them having a special Olympics game, that he probably would have done that pretty close to the time that they had went missing. Because yeah. you want to be, you know, look nice and all of that. So, 13 weeks so, roughly of, of shaving based off of his beard right, growth. Right. So, so, he lived for 13 weeks. That's why. Roughly. That, that That's just another one of those things. What made these men... What made these men 
go to the mountains in the first place. And then on top of that, what made these men not go home after they were up in the mountains? Mm -hmm. And then what made these men completely ignore all of the survival abilities that they had? Which at the very minimum is basic survival skills, right? Like, like fine. They didn't have experience camping, but if they saw these buildings, which they obviously did because they had opened one of them to get some of the food that they had had, why wouldn't they, after a week, after going through the, the few amounts of food that they did find, continue to look through those different sheds that were it nearby that trailer? It does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. Even if only one of them had been alive at that point, why wouldn't they have continued on? I mean, basic survival skills, any human who's in a life-threatening situation, doesn't know how to get home, doesn't know where to go is going to be like, I need to find food and water. I'm right. dying. Like, right. Even with disabilities, well, and they're going to know something. I mean, they were old enough and not, they weren't completely disabled. They still had right. skills and the ability to function. And if they weren't using, because at this point it's safe to say that they were not. Can you hear me okay? Uh-huh. Okay. It's safe to say that they were not using the elements and the equipment that they had in the ranger station to survive Mm -hmm. so if they were not how did my man stay alive for 13 weeks when he wasn't using the ranger station stuff well they were i mean they were using the building itself right and there was uh sheets and blankets in the building as well as apparently clothing that was, I only assume, just hung up in the closet inside the trailer. Um, and they had made their way into either... I don't know if they made their way into the shed or if the rations that they had found, it were sea rations, I believe, were just in the trailer, like in the kitchen part of the trailer. Um, but not three months worth. No, I don't believe that it was right. that many in in the trailer. Right. On top of the fact that the type of can opener that was used to open the sea rations. Only a military person would have known how to use. mm -hmm, Exactly. Only someone with military experience would have known how to use. So that would mean that whatever amount of food that was inside the trailer that they had been using was at the minimum keeping Gary Matthias alive. Because Gary Matthias had had to keep military experience. Because he was the one that they believe would have had the skills to use the can opener that would, would have been needed to be used. But also... For minimum of 13 weeks, it kept Ted Wire alive. Or Ted Ware. I'm not sure how you say it, but Ted. It kept Ted alive. I believe that's the one that was found in the trailer. Yeah. Because ultimately, he did... They believe that one of his causes of death was starvation. So, obviously, it didn't keep him alive the whole time. But it kept him alive long enough that he made it 13 weeks. Which is so weird to me because he had other food options. Yeah. And he should not have died of starvation. There was no reason for it. And hi- or hypothermia because it would have been warm. That's would have another been, thing. Three months from when was he found in June? Well, remember we looked it up. I don't remember if we looked it up last episode or if we looked it up outside of recording, but we did look up that it would have still been pretty cold, like in the fifties, I think. Yeah. Even up into June, I believe is what we determined. But fifties inside of the trailer even with a broken window, would have been a little bit more insulated. They did have exactly. access to cl- to blankets and a bed and sheets inside of the trailer. And fire. They also had access to the... Um, there was like some s- 
forestry suits that were inside the trailer not even right. in the shed but inside the, the trailer. trailer that they were in yep inside the trailer there was also a fireplace where there was matches and paperback books that at minimum gary matthias would have had the skills to use to light a fire that's starting a fire for dummies yeah not including that in the sheds around the trailer there was enough food to keep all five of them alive for a year yeah there was more forestry supplies as well as a butane tank that had they used it would have kept the trailer heated for a year yep no reason that you should have died of hypothermia even if it was in the 50s no reason you should have died of starvation because there was active food that you could mm -hmm. have eaten if anything i would have accepted dehydration before and anything because nothing specifically mentioned water i would assume that there would be water included in the rations obviously there was because they wouldn't have made it 13 weeks without water and you cannot tell me that three months there was nobody that walked up there well you cannot tell me that they didn't see another human being that if they were actively looking for help you cannot tell me that they couldn't have asked somebody for help i i, I understand but also i mean they were only 20 miles away from where their car had been found it's where the trailer was only 20 miles away and within a few days of their car being found there was another massive snowstorm that remember searchers had to be pulled out of because they they had to be rescued out of it so assuming they found the trailer within a few days of going missing which if if they i'm not sure how they would have done that because two days after they went missing they were spotted in a store but two days after they went missing there was a massive snowstorm that bumped it up from 10 inches of snow to over 20 inches of snow but they had a truck but people in snow cats were ha like the rescuers in snow cats were having to be rescued because they were getting stuck in all of this in this storm. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm just not sure how they would have even made it to the trailer. And even if they had one, they had to get there 20 miles away by foot mm -hmm. because they didn't have a vehicle other fair. than this random pickup truck that we suppose that they could have had access to, but that was never found either. There's no proof of this pickup truck ever existing. I have a theory about that, but we'll um, go into that here in a second. But on top of that, it doesn't surprise me that they weren't found because they sure. weren't that far. I mean, in retrospect, in a forest, having been unsupervised for however many days, you know, during a search. Right. They're going to wander. They're going to, you know. Um, but obviously the conditions were terrible because people who are trained in search and rescue are using equipment meant for search and rescue and are still getting stuck and needing to be rescued so obviously people without those resources would have an even harder time yet somehow they pulled it off it just doesn't make sense right no it doesn't um but yeah so far uh gary matthias doesn't look super sketchy he was on his meds he was a group he was a he was mm -hmm. a friend he loved basketball as well we think and they had a game the next morning. But there is another part to the story. And this is where it starts to look really bad for Gary Matthias. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the questions that we've all been asking ourselves is, yeah, why why did these men go to the mountains? Because maybe we can figure that out. 
we can figure out what happened to them while they were in the mountains. Sure. But why did they go to the mountains? Upon further digging into this case, it was discovered that Gary had a good friend that lived in the mountains in the area that the Montego had been found. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, if you're driving up to meet Gary's friend, there's the motive as to why these men would have gone up there. I mean, maybe they were just like, let's go see my friend. Didn't realize it was 50 miles in the wrong direction. Right. Didn't think about that. Didn't care about that. Gary. Just thought, oh, it's way. roughly on the way home. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're still going to be home tonight. We're just going to go meet this friend. Right. Or um, they did get lost and realize, Gary realized, oh, shit. Actually, I know we're lost, but I know my friend lives around here. And he'll have a phone in his house that we can use to call our family. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Like, it could have been a perfectly innocent of course. thing as far as like, oh, I do have a friend who lives around here and he can help us. Or let's go see my friend. He lives around here. Or, he lives up here somewhere. Let's go meet him. We just don't realize that it's, you know, 50 miles in the wrong direction. Right. Um, because, yeah, if you're, if, you're, if you're driving to meet Gary's friend, that's obviously where you haven't gone before. And it's dark. Yeah. And it's a snowstorm and you're on a mountain. So, yeah, all these things adding up, it would make sense that you got lost or that you didn't know where you're going, especially, again, in 10 inches of snow. So one of the theories here is that Gary and his friend had devised a plan to lure the man into the mountains and then potentially harm them in some way or at least threaten the men in some way. Um, this is why the story carries some weight to me. One, if he lived up in the mountains, he would have almost had his friend he would have almost had to have had a truck because it was said in the last episode that he lived very close to where the montego was found and that road was awful i mean even you said in the last episode that whenever they uh examined the montego it had no dents or damage to the undercarriage of the car which to them means that they had either had to drive super super careful or known the road well given the condition of the road yeah so if you lived up there you would know the road you well. would know the road well but you also would have to have a truck because you're not living up in the mountains in a car yeah i mean even the guy who went to go check his cabin heart attack guy he, while he did that he was in a volkswagen beetle right but you can only assume that he had been up to their cabin he knew a, the road a fair enough right. amount of times to know the road and know that it was okay for him to take his his beetle up there right but his beetle still got stuck true so true um could it have been the, the maybe the red truck that was spotted at the gas station was gary matthias's friend's truck that's an interesting theory and if his friend did live close to where the car was found then he would have also known the way off of the mountain to get to the gas station two mm -hmm. days later where they were allegedly seen at um the second reason is his friend gary matthias's friend also had a history of violence and also had a history of drug abuse that's so interesting because now i'm thinking of other theories in my head of what could have possibly happened exactly i mean maybe they went to go see this friend they stayed in his place for like their car got stuck they knew the friend was nearby they walked to the friend's house or the friend met them but they got stuck on the road or something Woman with the baby what if it was the friend um and they went and stayed at his house for two days that's why they nonchalantly went to the gas station didn't think anything of it came back 
maybe something then went awry, right? Like something terrible was going to happen and the guys fled. And that's how they ended up finding the trailer, finding, you know, why they weren't right. all together, that type of thing. Right. Potentially. I mean, I'm just thinking yeah. out loud. No, dude, that, that's a fair. Um, but yeah, it, it also said, his doctor said that Gary Matthias is, what is it? Schizophrenia or whatever only acted yeah. up when he was on his drugs and off of his medication. Well, if his friend had a history of violence and drug abuse, maybe Gary Matthias wasn't as straight on his medications like as you thought. As they thought he was. Because yeah. if you are going up to meet this friend and this friend is currently doing abusing drugs, mm, you know? So if they did go up the mountain and see this man, then that, it would or make... Or just knowing his friend uses drugs, he could have been like, hmm, let's make a pit stop because I right. need a fix, right? Because he's uh, still going exactly. through... Exactly. He's recovering from an addiction. It's exactly. not just like you just decide one day you don't want drugs anymore and you just never use them again. Right. People relapse from addiction recovery all the time. All the time. All the time. Um, and it would also make sense as to why there were only four of the men seen at the gas station, right? So maybe Matthias stayed maybe to hang out with his friend or maybe matthias is one of the men maybe the third guy was his friend and maybe it was two other people and maybe jack madruga or one of the other guys that was very unhappy with the situation just decided not to go mm -hmm. because they were pissed about it um and then that would make sense as to why they would have gotten back in the truck and drove back up there because there were still two men left at some dude's house somewhere yeah. um but this this is uh, what makes me think that it was something a little more. Mind you, that the men had a Special Olympics basketball game the morning, um, after. the morning after the night that they went missing. Again, basketball were these men's lives. So now more than ever, they would have needed the reason to go up into the mountains, and better yet, to stay up in the mountains. Mm -hmm. So if they somehow find a way, find their way to the gas station, went back into the mountains somehow. That would make sense if they were to have gone back for Gary or one of the other men. But if they were being held captive or simply just getting supplies or had frostbite or medical issues, why would they have stayed? Why would they not have gone? Why would they why would they have gone back to the mountains? Mm -hmm. Like at that point, you got to go. You got to go get help. Um, also, Gary was um, Gary was only on the basketball team because his counselor told him that it was a good idea and thought he should join. Um so it's possible like his passion didn't really lie it with wasn't that. wasn't as much as everybody else's. It was more just like a hobby or a way to get energy and, right. you know, make friends right. and that type of thing out of, you know. Well, and if you're in a recovery program and all you want is drugs all the time and your counselor says, no, I think you're doing great. Yeah, let's take up some of your spare time so that you're Basketball. too busy to think about drugs. Yeah. I know some guys. I'll call them up and get you on the team tonight. Done. Easy money. It's more of a force into it situation than it is anything else. Sure. Um. But number three, this is another thing. Gary, sure, let's say Gary was on his meds at the time that he went missing initially. Mm -hmm. Well, if he was still alive when three-month-long beard guy was still alive, that's three months without his medication. Mm -hmm. And then we have a whole other situation on our hands because then psychosis kicks in. Yep, and we still haven't determined if any of the other men were still alive that long either. Exactly. Like, yes, their bodies were found outside of the trailer and unfortunately had been, you know, succumbed to the elements and also local wildlife, but that doesn't determine 
how long that they had been like at least from what i could find there was no evidence to show how long they had been alive exactly so who knows what he would have been seeing or hearing at that point yeah Um, or i mean in those types of survival situations you're stuck in this place you don't know where you're how you're going to get out when you're going to get out if you're ever going to get out it's frozen over outside there's five of you and now you've got to decide because of all they can assume, all we can assume, is they either didn't know about the trailers, couldn't access the trailers, didn't care about the trailers, right? Or the sheds, I mean. Maybe, just whatever. Maybe, it was like, all right, well, I can't. I only have this many sea rations available to me because this is all I see, and I've somehow got to make five people survive until we're found. I don't know how long that's going to be. Exactly. So you know, hey Jack, let's go hunting together, you know, or whatever, and then take them out potentially either leave them on purpose because they're not going to be capable of finding their way back because none of them had tracking skills or potentially harm them because it's one less mouth to feed. And that happens in regularly in these types of like emergency survival situations where absolutely maybe not regularly, but at least it happens enough where it's, it wouldn't be entirely off the wall to assume like I don't have as enough food or enough resources to keep this many people alive. It's wild. Let me just pick one of them, well, you know, and flip a coin sure. and decide who's going to go with me. And I'm just going to, you know, take them out. Well, and if you're unmedicated for three months, that's uh, that's a lot of days yeah. to go without medication. And especially if you were taking it weekly, mm-hmm. that's 12 weeks. Yeah. That's 12 weeks of no medication. Psychosis kicks in. And if these other men were still alive, who knows like that? Because that happens all the time. Well, and it's not including, like, I know his, his doctor said... Well, he's only like this when he's off his medication and using substances. Forget about the substances because obviously they wouldn't have had, if he wasn't around his friend, he wouldn't have had access to substances. Sure. You are alone with yeah. five other people. You have zero idea when someone is going to find you, if someone is ever going to find you. Any person, whether they had a diagnosed mental health issue or not, would go crazy and i mean that in the most like normal like i don't mean crazy in a derogatory way you would experience paranoia psychosis delusions all of those things whether or not you had schizophrenia whether or not you had some form of mental illness that is just 100 percent the fact after a certain period of time whether you had friends with you or not because we can also go on the theory that it was just the two of them in that trailer um you can only have so much experience around one person before you literally want to claw their eyes out. Mm-hmm. Like that is this also a fact. And especially, yeah, especially if all of those people are like, we're lost, we're lost, we're lost, we're lost. And I can imagine that going through withdrawals off of antipsychotics and anti, you know, medications that you take for schizophrenia would also present with its own side effects, potentially throwing you even further into oh, an, for a schizophrenic sure. episode than for sure it would be either weaning off of them or even just using drugs or whatever, like it could send you into an, an, a mental break, so to speak. Right. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, it's wild. I, I, all in all, like, I'm not sure that Gary Matthias was responsible, but something else that should be noted is um, out of the five men, Gary Matthias is the only body that has never been found. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, 
I usually have opinions on cases, but I feel like this one is so wild and off the it's wall. It's crazy. There's so many potentials of what could have happened. So wild. As far as like it could have been an innocent accident with men who just didn't have the skills in order to keep themselves alive. Like, like they got lost. They ended up on the side of this road. They didn't know what to do. They explored, found this trailer, tried to keep themselves alive. Unfortunately, didn't recognize that there were rations in other parts of the you know general vicinity. Because it also doesn't say how close the shed is. I mean, I just think of a shed as in my backyard. I can see it from the door. True. But that doesn't mean that it was. It's also in a snowstorm. They also don't have clothing to go out into a snowstorm. True. So but if they the had trailer did. found the trailer and decided, you know, I don't know how many pairs of clothing there was in there, but maybe there wasn't enough for all five of them. Sure. Maybe all five of them wanted to go together because they didn't want anybody to get lost. They didn't want anybody to get hurt while they were looking around for more resources. I mean, I don't know. That's fair. But when you break it down, like, I only hope that it was purely an accident, right? That no one took advantage of these men, put them in this precarious situation, and they had to just fend for themselves and die in fear. Which, unfortunately, on either side of it, they would have died in fear because how would you not? If you're being hunted by someone or you're in a precarious situation or you're starving to death and don't have don't understand that you have the resources literally feet away from you to be able to survive right either way i hope my theory would be that it was an accident maybe they got lost they ended up stuck on the side of the road they somehow explored found this trailer i'm not taking into account that they were spotted a few days later because that's to me not a credible resource i mean that doesn't make sense to me how did they why wouldn't they have called for help if they were that close why wouldn't they have said hey we're stuck we're stuck 30 miles back to the store clerk why wouldn't they have called their family why wouldn't they have called the police why wouldn't they have called a mechanic i mean the phone booth would have had a phone book in it you know what i'm saying like nobody had numbers memorized back then so i'm not even thinking that into consideration i'm taking they got lost they found this trailer they tried to survive as long as they could Maybe some of them decided to go out and look for someone to some to go out and look for food to go out and look for and they all just got something up. and it's just a storm they yeah. don't understand how to navigate if there was active snow even if they knew how to navigate even an experienced tracker would have a hard time retracing their footsteps over fresh snow yeah you know and that's how some of that's yeah. how they got split up because they weren't going to be finding you know and and for example also the two boys that were found near the road, not too far from where the car had been found. The car had already been taken away within a few days of it being found. So, they so if they had made their way had, back to the road, yeah. they would have no point of reference for where their car was because the, the car had been towed away. Yeah. You know, that's tough. But either way, at the minimum, Gary's body has never been found. Yep. Over what? 60 years later, 50 yep. years later. There was no evidence of where his body could have been found. He would be dead now anyway, um, most likely. If he survived, somehow made it out, somehow made it to civilization, decided to just never return to his normal life, you're right. He would be a very elderly man at this point, probably have just passed away on mm-hmm. his own from natural causes or from whatever life threw at him. Um, but also, he had the survival skills. He did. And at he the had minimum, the survival he had equipment. military training. Yeah. 
So even if after his friends had died, even if after his friend went out to go find the car and didn't make it back, I wouldn't expect anyone to go and like, if you aren't really 100% positive, wouldn't have expected anyone to go search for their friend. If their friend didn't make right. it back, it's likely you're not going to make it back to Right. But when you become the only person in this trailer, why wouldn't you, before exploring and delving out and running away, make sure that you've gotten everything that you need? Because what they found with no body attached to it was a couple of blankets mm. and like, wasn't it a, a rusted flashlight or something? It wasn't anything that would yeah. have kept him survived in the right. snow, like in the winter in Northern California. Like there's just a list of questions. Like why wouldn't he have taken the forestry clothing? Why wouldn't he have taken rations from that cabinet? Why wouldn't he have looked in the other or in the shed? Why wouldn't he have looked in the other shed to find the butane thing that would have actually kept him warm? Simply just not in that's to me sounds point, like an unmedicated man exactly at that point let's say he did they somehow all five of them did or at least the two of them get sure. gary and ted made it the 13 weeks ted dies right like he finally gone, succumbs yeah. to their situation and gary's like you know what i've been off my medication for three months at this point i my my only friend is gone mm. Obviously, no one's ever going to find us because that would be pretty easy to believe when you're stuck there for three months. Uh, and, and everyone's um, gone? Yeah. We've already been stuck here for three months. We've never found any other additional resources. From what I can see, the only thing that's inside this trailer that would help me is matches in a book and forestry clothing because they already consumed all the rations that were inside the trailer. So he decides, you know what? I'm going to take what I can carry and I'm going to just book it and try to find something yeah but even then he's either gonna find the road something he's gonna find another person gonna be seen again find somehow. another cabinet cabin somewhere and in a by different this direction point, people are gonna be aware um hopefully or he's just gonna succumb to the elements on his own in this trek mm -hmm. to find something and then they will find a body but none of those things happened if he found the road he hitchhiked with someone that didn't recognize him that you know, and he went away from his home. He never came back home. So he didn't say, right. I belong to these people and this is where I live. Right. He just said, get me out of here. Please, if he hitchhiked yeah. with someone and yeah. got out of there. Which well, is also, if he only lived there and stayed there for the three months that his friend stayed there, it's still in the middle of like, it's early spring. It's still icy. It's still snowy. It's still cold. It would have been probably pretty unlikely that anyone would just be traveling around up in the mountain, you know, yeah. for him to have hitchhiked yeah. with anyways. So then what, he f made it to his, fr his friend that lived in the area's house. But again, that friend probably would have seen somewhere on the news, on the local milk carton, something, especially because he lived nearby, that these people had been missing. He would have known his friend and he would have yeah. known his friend was one of the people that were involved because as soon as he saw the pictures on the news, he would have said, that's my friend, you yeah. know? Yeah. So... What his friend in the, in his own, you know, mental state, whether that was on drugs or not, was like, mm, oh, well, and didn't think to report it to anybody. If that's even what happened, it just doesn't make sense. Well, and this is something I will say. This is what I was going to mention. They, the police did find his friend and they did interview his friend. And in the interview with his friend, he said that he had not seen or spoken to Gary Matthias in years. Which so why would the only reason he would even if, if that's true and he had not seen or spoken to Gary Matthias in years prior to him going missing. The only logical reason 
that they would have been in the area for the friend would have been hey we're lost we're lost but i think my friend still lives up in this area let's try to find him we get stuck in the process does that make sense yeah because i mean it would be weird that's that's only assuming his friend was telling the truth it depends on how how much you want to believe but if he in fact hadn't seen his friend in years gary matthias hadn't seen this man in years it would be kind of weird to just be like knock 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 oh hey man look sorry no we haven't seen you in forever but we're lost and um yeah anyway man's having a heart attack back there but how are you you know what i mean i mean i don't know if i was in an area that i was unfamiliar with and i got stuck and i knew someone who lived in the area whether i could get to their house or like i could only nowadays it's easier we have cell phones right but like let's say that i am 50 miles away from home i have zero idea where i'm at i didn't have a cell phone for whatever reason maybe it was dead maybe i didn't bring it whatever but i knew that you lived in the house on the top of the hill and i could figure out how to get there by foot or by car Mm -hmm. well my options are to sit in my car or go find my person that i think still lives in the area and at the very minimum if they don't live there anymore, someone probably does. Right. Or at least it's a house versus a it's car a to place. stay in. Like, Facts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Like, like that's, I'm thinking in a like survival in- instance where I have no resources and I've got to figure out how to get somewhere to get into a safer situation because yeah. obviously where their car got stuck is in the middle of a snowstorm. Yeah. Even if they could have helped the heart attack guy, how would they have helped him? Right. Their car was stuck too. True. You know what I mean? Like, so even let's say that they did hear him and we're like, well, let's go get help. Let's go get help. And they ran off and they find somebody or they're trying to find somebody. You know what I mean? Like, well, and, and that's another thing. Look, let's talk about that. There was a man up there who was driving to a cabin that had electricity. Well, you can only assume. I mean, I don't know because some well, cabins was, don't even this day. But if he don't. was driving up there at nighttime... He was going to stay the night. It was going to be a situation where it would have been a warm, safe place to stay during a snowstorm. Whether it had electricity or just a a wood-burning fireplace or gas-burning fireplace, he would have still had a way to keep himself warm and fed and hydrated. All of the above. Through the night at the minimum for him to leave right back in the morning or whatever the case is. There were resources that the men could have used. And even if they had split up, it sounds to me like there were multiple things that could have been done. But... And we've talked about this, but just to kind of close this out. Yes. How, why did the men go to the mountain? Why were they at a gas station two days later? How did they end up 20 miles from where their car would have been? Whose red truck was it? Were they in a fight at the thing? Where's no, Gary Matthias? Where is Gary Matthias? Right? Like, why did they deviate from the plan of not going home in the first place? They wouldn't have missed a basketball game. I think that much is clear. I think that much is clear. So it had to be something that was either so enticing that they they couldn't miss it, right? And mm-hmm. it was a plan to make this turn instead of that turn. Or something nefarious, right? Somebody chasing them. They just needed to get out of the situation and they were trying to run away. Or Who was the it was woman an accident, with the baby? you know? And so it's like, for me, it's hard to believe Heart Attack Guy's story. Not because I don't think he's believes he saw it but because you're having a fucking heart attack dude where do you yeah like exactly are are you sure you saw that or did you get back to safety realize that there were kids that reported missing in the area and now you've had this like you know what i'm saying or did you see that because he he will admit while they do believe his story is credible that at least some parts of his story he's 
he could have been so delirious because, you know, he mentions mm -hmm. seeing the woman in the headlights, seeing the flashlight. But then he also mentions what he could only assume was a pickup that he saw, a pickup truck and that that's showed important up. Because if they were there two days later, but in a he admitted truck. also that he believed that at the minimum, the, the pickup truck could have been a delirious like thing that he saw okay. from the pain. Sure. So in theory, also, if if that would have been a delirious, like you a walked delirious eight miles and thought, 10 inches of snow, you clearly weren't that bad off. Wouldn't the other things have also been a delirious thought? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what, so I, I have a hard time bringing in heart attack guys theory yeah. and I have a hard time bringing in the store clerk and store owners, um, statements as well, because I mean, I don't think that they had security footage as widely available, if at all available in those times. It's not like this was 500 years ago though. This was still relatively recent as far as like technologically wise, the only reason that the people even realized that they saw those guys was because they saw a missing poster with their pictures on it that signified a reward. Weeks after the boys had went missing, right. they saw this missing poster and they were like, actually, those people were in our store on two mm -hmm. days after they went missing. It was these three, I think, and they did use the pay phone and they did buy these few things. But it's not like they had credit cards to track receipts. It's not like they had security footage to track. Yeah. They couldn't even identify this truck or the license plate for the truck. I mean, there's there but, okay. there are holes in that theory as well. I know that law enforcement believes for it to be credible, and hopefully it would be because that can give the family. But but not even hopefully, because does that give the family any relief that they had been safe and then they just weren't anymore? Because that's one thing that doesn't change is even 60 years ago, one thing that has not changed is people. And you can say just as well as I do, if you've ever had a job that you've ever worked in retail or you're at a gas station and you're stocking shelves or whatever the case is, you're not paying attention to people. What would, what would be the point, right? And especially weeks later. I barely pay later, attention to my coworkers who I see every day. Every day. And especially like if it's weeks later, okay, cool. Like, oh yeah, they came in here and they bought a Snickers and a Twix and a this and a that. And then they had this, but oh yeah, no, they were in a red pickup truck. Okay. Fair. I mean, why would you be able to identify the license plate? Because it's not like sure. you have no reason to think well, about it. And I mean, witness testimony is one of, is not a is not the most unreliable form of evidence anymore. But it's still witness testimony is in history unreliable. Yeah. People say they saw this, but they really saw something different, and video footage proves that. Or you know what I'm saying? Like no, for sure. Like they say they saw a person in a blue shirt, but actually when they they arrest the person five minutes later, it's a red shirt. Like, yeah, y your brain doesn't process those details in the moment. Right. Like even police officers, even detectives, yeah. even people who are trained to notice those minute details still have discrepancies in their stories, not because they weren't paying attention or because their training was a failure, but because in stressful situations, you don't get to choose what your brain does and doesn't remember. Right. You can try to be aware of your surroundings, but that's just not how it works. Like I always like the other day I was like, driving down the road and I saw this like young person with a skateboard and it seemed weird for a young person with a skateboard to be there. Of course, I'm not going to stop in my car alone on my way to work to check right. on this person because that would be silly. In my head, I was like, hmm, in a few days, if I see a report about a young person with a skateboard going missing, I can say that I saw them on this huh. road at this time sure. and maybe help. 
But then at the same time, I remember it was a young person with a skateboard. I don't remember if it was a boy or a girl. I don't remember if they were what race they were. I don't remember what clothing they were wearing. I don't even remember what color the skateboard was. I just know that it was a young person, young being relative, you know, and that they had a skateboard. But do you know how many young people have skateboards? Probably a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, well, and, unless and, you are going to every second of your day, every customer just, that's walking yeah, into your and, store and nobody's doing it. So we are, are those, are those witnesses credible? And another thing is maybe this is a case we'll do at some point someday, because this is something that I like, but to your point earlier, if you are in the woods, it doesn't matter how sane you are or young you are or how healthy your mind is. If you're in the woods for a long enough period of time or in the forest or in the mountain or just mm-hmm. out there by yourself, you're going to get fucked up. It's like the case of Carly Gousset. Whoever, like if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, maybe we will report on this case one day because I fucking love it. But there's a girl who was 16 years old. Her name is Carly Lane Gousset. And she went missing in fucking California in the mountains. I also would be super interested. And if anyone else who's listening would be interested as well. I feel like every time... I'm not saying this is a super generalization. And I'm sure it's not entirely true. But I feel like there are multiple missing person cases that are unsolved with zero explanation right that happened in california right i mean i can think of obviously the yuba county five you just talked about one um lisa lamb's death well but that was in a hotel but it was in california true and it was unexplained true. for a long time i think they did end up finding her body but regardless there was also another one that i had heard about as well and i can't remember the name off the top of my head but i know i could find it if i really looked for it was another young girl who came to la and then literally disappeared and no one has ever seen her ever since yeah and this was not in 1902 this was in the early 2000s where it would have been a lot easier to track someone welcome to what the french toast the newly dedicated new true crime podcast <laughs> like but with with carly lane Gousset, she went missing in the mountains and then like eight months later, some dirt bikers were like riding through the mountains and they saw a girl who they took, like he had a GoPro on his head and he was videoing it. And so fortunately, like the GoPro video caught her and they identified her as Carly Gousset. But by the time the reporters or investigators had gone back up to the mountain where they saw her, they never found her. And that was the last time she was ever seen. And what was weird about it is she never acknowledged that there was a dirt biker. And there were two of them. She never even looked up. She was walking well, straight. Sure in short short in different clothes than what she went missing in and bare feet and just walking completely dazed completely out sure, of it because think about it even someone who doesn't have a mental health issue i'm not saying that the demise of all of these guys was because of gary matthias's mental health issue that's not what i'm saying at all i'm just saying that even someone who doesn't have those issues going on if they were in this situation, in the secluded woods, by themselves, no knowing of when or if they will ever be found, you will eventually lose hope. Yeah. I'm sure you would have delusions. Is that a car? Do I hear someone walking? Mm-hmm. So it would explain why if they had heard a car, they had heard a dirt bike, if they had heard someone walking, they might not have said anything because they've already heard that every day for the last three months. Right. And it was fake every single time. So you you almost have to let yourself lose the hope to survive because you have to make yourself survive, not hope that someone else is going to come and rescue you. It's true. 
Like This is true. I it's it's just absolutely wild to me. And I hope that one day, somehow, some way, with like ancestry DNA, you know what I mean? Like how they do the familial DNA to match people and stuff like that. Like I hope I don't know how they would do this because I, I doubt that they didn't have DNA in 1978. Well, they, everybody had DNA, but they didn't have the science to test DNA or store DNA. Mm-hmm. But like, I would hope that at some point within, because I believe that they did have the resources within a good 10 years of that. Yeah. Like in the 80s, I believe is when um, DNA science became a thing, yeah. like officially, that maybe their loved ones would have submitted um familial dna and that one day down the road 50 years from now even there's a match whether it's a distant cousin it was a cold case like a john doe body that was found and they could never identify it sure but someone put in their familial dna into a system and they they found this body 50 miles away in the woods or in new york or something because they made it somewhere you know what i'm saying yeah like and that would somehow you know solve the case so to speak because I think yeah. that it's just it's just absolutely wild to me that they could that they just can't find anything. Yeah. Well, and to your point, dude, there's so many, and not even that, but in national parks, forests, and mountains, there's it just it seems like, and I I said this in season one. Whenever you look at the under the ocean. It seems scary because we know nothing about it. But then when you look at forests, mountains. It's pretty much the same. It's it's but, uncharted but it's, territory. Yes, but it's on land. And we think we know. Well, there's bears, mountain lions, all this and all that. Yeah. But we have a satellite image of the area. Right. We know that there's a mountain there. But no one's ever actually been on the mountain because it's too dangerous to get to said mountain or whatever the case exactly. is. Exactly. Like, and when you've got kids saying Bigfoot took me and protected me for four months while I went 11,000 miles up the side of a mountain yeah. to be in a cave. And for four months, I was hydrated, lost no nutrition. Everything was Look fine. exactly the same. Look I don't ex- even have a cut. Like. Exactly. And I was barefoot. And, and you've got kids that have been mentally checked is okay. And never lied about it. Never went on afterwards and had any problem with anything. And yet, you know what I mean? Like when you've got all these claims of supernatural things happening, we talked about Mm -hmm. it again in season one where a lady was fine, fine, fine. And then she just blacked out and didn't remember anything Mm -hmm. or a dude that was in the woods with the same lady and went home and with his his family and and he was, didn't even realize he left his, his his, loved one behind. Yeah. They're like, Hey bro, where's, I think it was a sister or something like, Hey, where's your, where's this person? Oh, I dropped her off at so-and-so's house. No, you didn't because they don't know where she is. She's still in the fucking woods. Like how do you miss that much time? And then more importantly, how do you think that you go somewhere? So there's something out there. And it's more than just, I know that there's a psychological condition that's like dual psychosis or something like that. Like I know that's not the, the term for it. But it's more than that. It's more than multiple people experiencing the same psychotic episode and become something outside of what our brains can understand. Right. right? Like, And I'm not saying that there was a supernatural element to this case. I don't think that Gary Matthias became friends with Bigfoot and has been living in a cave for the last 70 <laughs> Who years. Who knows? But Maybe Gary Matthias is Bigfoot. It just seems bizarre to me that five men disappear and there's zero... 
idea of what happened. There is no explanation. Not even a rough. There's not even a timeline yeah. of when they made it to the cabin when, or to the trailer. When, who made it to the trailer even. They don't even have proof of who made it to the trailer. Now, granted, if this happened in current times with the science that we have like forensic science that we have now it'd be much easier to determine they'd be able to determine fingerprints they'd be able to determine dna they'd probably have cell phones they could track gps on Mm. i mean but like it's wild to me that there are so many situations not just this one but other ones of similar things happening i mean dyatlov pass is the russian version of this incident where, where hikers died unexplained and we haven't covered that and maybe hopefully one day we will but it's the same idea. And that's why they call the Yuba County Five the America's Love Pass yeah. because it's a similar situation where people just died with zero explanation. And at least I don't know about the Love Pass because I haven't done a lot of research on that. But these guys had the resources available to them. Dude. That's what that's Dude. what's absolutely mind blowing. And I know that there's situations where people are, are like about to die and they could have opened the door right like if they had just opened the door they would have gotten out and they would have been fine like if they were their house was on fire or something like that like it would have been physically possible for them to do something and they would have survived but when you're in those situations i don't think you think of those things i think it's really easy for someone on the outside looking in to be like you know what if they had opened the shed they would have survived. You're right. If they had opened yeah. the shed, they would have survived. But we don't know why they didn't. We don't do know that. what happened. We don't know if there were people. If there were wolves outside. You know, we don't. We don't know. Like, well, there's just. It's a, so it was a fucking snowstorm. Much. Yeah. It, it wasn't bare fucking grills sitting in this trailer trying to survive. It was five young men who had zero camping experience, zero training. I mean, only person we know for a fact that did was Gary Matthias. And even then his was military training. And while no, he, while I'm sure he had survivalist experience with that, they usually provide MREs. They're usually providing mm-hmm. you with, with clothing to wear. They're usually providing you with weapons in order to defend yourself. And also in a general scenario, he's the only one that's who made never it been out found. or at least that's never been found. But it does make me think too, going back to the point on some of these things, some cases, like John Benet Ramsey, will just never be answered. Honestly, Yuba County Five, the people in South Africa that just somehow strangely teleported into the roof, into the yeah. ceiling. That was in season one, um, by the way. Elisa Lamb, how'd she end up in the water tank on top of a hotel? Yeah, I'm not sure if they ever determined the answer to that. But I mean, similarly to that, Gabby Petito, we covered her. We only have a guess of what happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's no proof. We have a, a letter from the person who says he did it. But I guess it's not the same idea. At least there's some closure with that. Hashtag Brian Laundry's still alive out there somewhere. Um, Or what is it? Uh, I just listened to an And That's Why We Drink episode about it. Moroccan flight to something you know oh our malaysia missing Ma- malaysia yes flight. the yeah, missing yeah, yeah. malaysia flight we have zero idea what the fuck happened did with you that. see oh my god okay hold on because this is real this is a real thing on that point there is satellite evidence of that out right now did you see that hold on this fucked me up well i so i know and that's why we drank it an episode of it and i listened to it and i don't know exactly when it was but i know that the episode came out this year okay i'm just not sure how recent it was because i've been kind of flipping between like the most recent episode versus you know a couple months back yeah um 
and they they do have a lot more evidence about it than I thought that they did, but they still don't have an explanation. Right. There's still zero explanation. And the only logical explanation that they've been able to come up with at this point is that the pilot, one of the pilots was um, responsible for that. And that's a whole nother tangent. I think it'd be pretty cool to cover something like that um, or, you know, similar incidences as well. Um, Dude. Yeah, we've I mean, we've rambled for so we've long. rambled for a long time, and I'm so sorry for anyone who's listening to this. Uh, I know I had maybe said <laughs> we would try to solve the case, but there is. I mean, we're not investigators. For <laughs> those of you, like, but if you know anything about this mm-hmm. case, if somehow, some way, your grandpa, uncle, best friends, dad, you know, sister-in-law, somebody knows something about any of the boys that were involved in the Yuba County Five or anything that might have happened to them, please report it to, uh, I'm not sure who's who's overseeing the case. I can only assume Yuba Me. County Yuba County Sheriff's would be a good oh. place to start or um, the National Park Forest Service. Something. Something. Um, yeah. Because it, something's got to give. I mean, true. it wouldn't be the first time that a case that's 70 years old has been solved. You know what I'm saying? Right. But right. It, it would just be... It feels like it's not going to, it's going to be one of those cases that don't have an answer. And that's why, like, it's so frustrating to listen to those types of cases and to learn about those types of cases because there's no closure. Like, their families, their parents went through the rest of, their parents are not alive anymore. And their right. parents went through the rest of their lives wondering, I'm what sure, what truly child? happened. Like, you know that they died, but you don't know how. You don't sure. know the circumstances. You don't know exactly what took place. And sure. I can't imagine what that feels like. Couldn't either. Um, and yeah, for those of you that also really love true crime and whatever, uh, for those of you just joining us, by the way, we are not a true crime podcast. This is just the most random podcast on the internet. And this is a topic we chose for the last two episodes. But Mm -hmm. for those of you, uh, for those of you that not specifically a true crime podcast, we do talk about true crime. There's a few episodes last season that talk about it. And there's going to be a few more, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. For those of you listening though, if we miss something, let us know if you want to hear, um, more stories like this, give us your ideas. And what do you think? What do you think happened to the Yuba County five? Let us know your theories. Let us know your thoughts. Give us your opinions on WTFTpod at gmail.com. One more time. That is WTFTpod at gmail.com or WTFT podcast on TikTok, Instagram, message us comment you know whatever and if you're gonna be on instagram you might as well follow us and also you True. might as well tag and that's why we drink and em and christine and anything that you see of ours or tag us in there so that they see us and they learn about us and they love us too facts yeah. and while you're doing it tag ashley flowers at crime junkie thank you bye yeah bye my friends that has been the episode we appreciate you coming out and spending time with us today if you have enjoyed this episode be sure to give us a follow you can follow us on spotify itunes or anywhere else that you find your podcast you can also find us on twitter instagram and tiktok at wtft podcast we're also on facebook at what the french toast podcast and you can email us your stories topics or opinions at wtftpod at gmail.com i'm skylar i'm megan and this has been What the French Toast.